0: Friday to everyone, hello and welcome to the weekend. This is the Y'all Show, where we talk all things Southern. I'm John Rawl, and for the next two hours, I'll be here to guide you along our Southern Odyssey as we talk music, sports, we'll talk a little politics, we'll even talk Donald Trump. I actually got an email from the President, or somebody sent an email from the White House to me. Yesterday, and I'll tell you about it here on today's show. All that and much, much more. Don't go anywhere for the next two hours. We're all about (music) y'all. And it's going to be a good show. And we're going to tell you about the College World Series. We've got three of the four teams in the College World Series that that are left that are all from the Southeastern Conference, Florida, Mississippi State, and the Arkansas Razorbacks will have uh, an incredible story to pass along. If you haven't heard about this, about Mississippi State, some fans for them. One story is quite funny, actually. And we'll have that coming up on uh, today's Y'all Show. And this hour, we'll talk about the CWS. We'll also go back to some interviews we did earlier this week with Georgia Tech expert Jonathan Lifite, and he'll tell us about A rambling wreck as they're getting ready for what they hope will be a rebound this fall as Georgia Tech did not do very well in 2017. Also, if you can stomach it, we're going to have a little bit of the interview we did with Ryan Fowler on Thursday's Y'all Show. Ryan is the afternoon host in Tuscaloosa on The Game, 102.9 FM, and his show, uh, it's on Tide 102.9, his show is called The Game. And he is a Alabama homer. I guess that's a polite way of saying it. And we're going to get his take on Nick Saban's defending national championship team here in just a few minutes, uh, a little bit of our interview with Mr. Fowler. And then later, we'll have our Friday rewind. We'll go back earlier in the week to when we had Howie Morgan on the show. Howie is with the Election Impact Group. I'm going to get Howie's take on some of the Southern political Brouhaha's, uh some some skirmishes going on throughout the region, especially in the primary season. We've seen some upsets and the like. So we'll have Howie Morgan before we get out of here for this hour on the Y'all Show. And also we want to let you know that in hour two, we're going to start something real fun each and every Friday in our second hour. It's called the Friday Free for Y'all. The Friday Free for Y'all. And David Lee Murphy is going to be our our banner standard bearer for that. He is going to kick it off each and every Friday afternoon with a little party crowd followed by dust on the bottle. And David Lee Murphy had these two big hits back in the mid-90s in country music and has fall, fallen off the radar, to be honest with you. Uh, hasn't done much. But can you believe that this very week he's on the chart at number one in a song that he does with Kenny Chesney. And we'll have that for you as well in hour two. Plus, we'll have our hashtag, Hullabaloo, and a look at some movies that are debuting this weekend. So all that and more on the Y'all Show. We're glad that you could take a little time to be with us here on the program. Okay, let's dive first into the scene across the southeast. And we're going to have a Yall Street business report for you on Monday, but thought I'd start out today with some business from the automotive front. Now this car will not be built in the South. It won't even be built in the United States, which is a little alarming since President Trump has made such a big deal out of car makers building cars here in the good old U.S. of A. But this announcement happened Thursday in Atlanta as General Motors announced The Blazer is going to be making a return, the Chevy Blazer, and this is going to be a a competition for the Jeep Grand Cherokee, which has done quite well. The Blazer is going to be made in Mexico, and so this will be a a, a new re-offering, you could say. The Blazer was a big car, a big sort of SUV for General Motors for a long time, and now you'll have a chance to get this car that was sold from 1982 to 2005 one of the original suvs back in the marketplace but it will not be built in north america president trump needs to know about this so he can call up gm and give him a hard time and i'm sure that the the folks there really care about what he has to say actually i know i saw i've seen the footage of gm's chief there in the white house meeting with president trump as president trump's had many of the Leaders of automotive industries in the White House for meetings since he's taken over the presidency. So General Motors bringing back the Blazer. On the automotive front in the state of Alabama, you know, the Yellowhammer state has a couple of plants that make automotives. As 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 many southern states, I, I would argue that most southern states have some kind of automotive presence in their boundaries. We've got in Mississippi. Toyota and Nissan both have plants. I think Tennessee has something remaining at the old Saturn plant in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Something's taken over there. And there's another plant around Chattanooga that makes, uh, maybe I'll, I'll have to come back to it. They make some kind of car around Chattanooga. And then in I know in South Carolina they have a BMW plant. They're building a Volvo plant as we speak in South Carolina, down around Charleston. And then in Alabama, you've got a Mercedes plant just outside of Tuscaloosa. And there's several others. I apologize for not knowing all the details. But in Alabama, there are a couple of plants. In Montgomery, you've got the Hyundai plant, which employs 2,700 full-time workers and 500 part-time workers. In Lincoln, which is just east of Birmingham, near Talladega, you've got a plant there in Lincoln that is known for making Hondas. They've got 4,500 plants. And uh, it turns out that they make over 350, 357,000 cars turned out there last year. And uh, that's after a $85 million expansion at the Lincoln, Alabama plant for Honda. And in Vance, Alabama, it's uh, where we said they had the Tuscaloosa County is home of the Mercedes-Benz plant. That employs 4,000 folks. The uh, sales coming out of there, the exports out of the Vance plant for Mercedes-Benz, $5 billion. So it is a major, major investment in America and in sp- the Southeast specifically here with these car makers pl- having plants across the South. But here we just mentioned three that are in Alabama. Impressive. All right, crossing over the state line from Alabama into the fellow twin state of Mississippi. This is a story when it broke last month from the Supreme Court that you just knew would be a game changer and a resuscitation for places like Mississippi, which have been really damaged in recent years with so many other places offering casinos. Well, in Mississippi, they have had casinos a long time in places like Biloxi, and in Tunica, Mississippi, and then you've got a few Indian casinos. The Choctaws have one near Philadelphia, Mississippi, and and other places. But let's say uh, if you have you been to Tunica lately? Tunica, North Mississippi, near Memphis, it is an absolute ghost town. At some of the places that were rip roaring a few years ago, the the advent of new casinos in Arkansas, in Alabama, have really put a hurting on Tunica. and some of their casinos have had to shut down. Well, because of the Supreme Court's ruling on May 14th about the legalization of betting on sports, Mississippi is jumping in headfirst. They had already passed a rule in their state legislature that would allow this to become reality if the Supreme Court ruled in favor of sports betting. And it was announced that the Mississippi Gaming Commission approved sports betting regulations And sports betting will now be legal at casinos in Mississippi in 30 days. So before the 1st of August, you can go to one of the Mississippi casinos. And I think they've got around 30. They actually have 35 casinos throughout the state of Mississippi and place sports bets. And from what I saw, Mississippi is your only deep south southern state that even is close to making sports betting legal. So perhaps you'll see people moving to Mississippi to become sports bookies legally. And of course, the state of Mississippi will make a cut from the sale of, of sports bets and a moneymaker. Perhaps this could help jumpstart a place like Tunica, which was built out of cotton fields to start with and was a real boon there in the 1990s and 2000s with the success of casinos. But again, the uh, decline has been very evident in uh, Tunica County in northwest Mississippi, this could be just what they need, at least for a while. I think you'll see other states jump on board real quick and try to do the same thing so it won't be quite as unique if Mississippi isn't is, is it the only state in a long area, a large area across the south that sports bets are legal. Let's go to South Carolina, and Henry McMaster is up for re-election as governor. He was appointed governor after Nikki Haley was chosen by President Trump to be the UN ambassador in New York City, and Henry McMaster, who had been a long-time Republican operative in South Carolina, was once the chairman of the Republican Party. Uh, I would say McMaster is in his late 60s maybe even in the 70s not your typical modern politician with you know 40 years old early 50s this guy i i really never saw him running for office and i don't know that he would have except he ran for lieutenant governor kind of a easy job and then with haley ascending to new york city he became governor in 2017 well President Trump and Vice President Pence are going to be going to the Palmetto State this weekend and on Monday to campaign for McMaster. Pence will be in Myrtle Beach Saturday campaigning for McMaster, and then President Trump is coming to West Columbia, just outside of the state capitol, on Monday at Airport High School in West Columbia to have a campaign rally for Henry McMaster. McMaster is the he's he's a, a real southern gentleman love to hear him talk Well to get him on the have to get him on this show sometime if he wins his his primary he's being challenged by a relative newcomer in the Republican primary and then they'll face off against a democrat come November but McMaster was the first state elected official across the country of any importance there was a guy in Arizona who was way down the totem pole in leadership in Arizona but master at least was a lieutenant governor he was the first governor or lieutenant governor or anything close to it in the nation to endorse Donald Trump in January of 2016 during the Republican presidential primary season South Carolina of course the first southern state to have a major primary for presidency in uh, in in America And so a lot of the candidates go to the Palmetto State and campaign. They all do, actually. And Trump had a rally just outside of Lexington, South Carolina, in January of 2016. And McMaster shows up at Harmon's Barn there, just outside of Lexington, and announces that he is in full support of this guy named President Donald Trump. And when Trump won the South Carolina presidential primary on the Republican side, McMaster was in Spartanburg at that event, and you see video of that today because it's McMaster and his wife, and then Trump and Melania are there, as well as Ivanka and other members of the Trump family. You see that repeated a lot. But Henry McMaster, he's in a fight for the Republican primary. That election, again, is on Tuesday. It's a runoff. If elected, he'll move on to November and try to get a full term as governor of South Carolina. So McMaster's going to have Pence and the big guy, the chief, in the Palmetto State here in the next few days. We'll follow that. Maybe I should get someone from South Carolina to come on and give us a little scoop on the political climate because we saw last week that uh, Howie Morgan, we saw earlier this week, and the the election was last week, where Mark Sanford, a former South Carolina governor, turned congressman but he was a congressman before he was originally a governor i know kind of confusing right anyway he lost in his republican primary to a relative newcomer and so that and his loss was a result of his going against president trump that's what many believe that's what i think and it uh, president trump even weighed in on twitter just before the election ended two weeks ago so we'll have maybe someone from south carolina give us a palmetto state preview of tuesday's primary and tuesday's runoff and will mcmaster with the support of trump and vice president pence be able to pull off his primary runoff a Greenbrier, tennessee resident and a former kentucky police officer has been charged with threatening president donald trump on social media 37 year old andrew long ryan was indicted Wednesday on two counts of making threats against Trump, and the resident is a former police officer in Bowling Green. Authorities say that in two social media posts back on May 28th and 29th, Ryan posted, quote, death is coming, and, quote, and quote, I will kill Donald Trump if you don't follow my leader's lead, quote. The president visited Nashville on May 29th. Prosecutors say that law enforcement officials seized firearms from Ryan's home in february and expressed concern that his threatening behavior would lead to mass violence so good news there that he's at least been charged and we'll see what happens with this man who went on social media and threatened the president a mississippi man that was in kentucky has pled guilty to the 2016 killing of two roman catholic nuns in an agreement that averts the possibility of the death penalty Rodney Earl Sanders made the plea Thursday in Kentucky State Court in Lexington, only blocks away from where sisters Margaret Held and Paula Merrill had worked as nurse practitioners in a medical clinic. Terrible news from a few years ago. I remembered when that happened, and now he's pled guilty in the killing of the Catholic nuns. Finally, some good stuff coming from a border state in Maryland. A Maryland police officer who helped deliver a young man 18 years ago ended up coming to his high school graduation this week. And it was a beautiful thing there in Montgomery County, Maryland. Robert Hunt was there for the big moment in the teen's life as he graduated from high school. Hunt, a 24-year veteran officer, said the day he helped deliver Du Bois back 18 years ago was probably the best thing that has happened to me in my career. It was in November of 1999 that Hunt was completing a traffic stop and a van pulled over. The husband gets out and says my wife's in labor and I don't know what to do and was in a frantic. So I grabbed a pair of gloves and went around and she was in labor. The officer said the baby was born but the mother helped deliver the baby really smooth and she went on to give the child the middle name Robert as a tribute to the officer. So I feel good story coming from Thomas Robert DuBois, who was a nice surprise to see. DuBois said it was a nice surprise to see Officer Robert Hunt, who helped deliver him there in Maryland this week. Uh, Good story there from the boys in blue. We'll take a break here on the Y'all Show, and when we come back, we're going to have a college sports report. The big news is going on in Omaha this weekend with the College World Series. Two teams are going to find themselves in the College World Series finals. And chances are it's probably going to be two SEC teams. We'll tell you all about it. Plus, we'll hear Ryan Fowler talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide football team. That's coming up next on The Y'all Show.
1: I love my family. But last week, not so much. They blew through our shared data again. Again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family. (laughs) For a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch.
2: Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line. Plus get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save.
3: Offer NZ-3118. First line's $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. plus. Music at up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Three phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details.
4: Blue Star Medicated Ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation.
5: mm
0: The Florida Gators. We're back on the Y'all Show with John Rawl, and yes, the Gators are still alive in Omaha as they're looking to repeat as national champs of college baseball. The Gators had a late one Thursday night, but they took care of Texas Tech nine to six, and now the Gators will join Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Oregon State as the final four of college baseball. There'll be two games today. We'll tell you about it momentarily. But, yes, Florida survives as they got off to a rough start in the College World Series, losing to Texas Tech back on the 17th of June. But now they send the Red Raiders back to Lubbock. They're eliminated, the Red Raiders, that is. And Florida advances to play today along with the other three teams in the College World Series. Now, Florida's got that loss. They can't afford another one. They'll be gone back to Gainesville if that happens. Both Arkansas and Mississippi State – have yet to lose a game in the College World Series. So that is pretty darn good for the SEC to have three of the four teams left in the CWS. The Bulldogs and the Beavers of Oregon State are teeing off mid-afternoon today in Omaha. And then tonight, Arkansas and Florida play. Of course, if Arkansas wins, they advance to the College World Series National Champion Finals. If Mississippi State wins, they advance and if both teams lose, the teams that are undefeated, Mississippi State and Arkansas, they'll play on June 23rd, tomorrow, s- Saturday, in order to determine when to start the College World Series Finals. Now, the first game of that is the 25th, 26th, and 27th, 27th, if necessary. But that is what's happened in the first game of the College World Series Finals. Game one is going to be Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, and it looks like a SEC team will surely be – well, it's guaranteed to be an SEC team in it, but will it be Mississippi State, Florida, or will it be the Arkansas Razorbacks or some combination thereof? We'll be sure to tell you all about it here on the Y'all Show. Well, Mississippi State has been an absolute Cinderella in the College World Series. Getting there was a Cinderella. This is a team that, as we said earlier this week, they had to fire their head coach back in the first weekend in February because he got into some misconduct out of the coaching circle in the athletic office. He was doing things he shouldn't have been doing, and and he was asked to leave, and and that happened. So here's this guy, Gary Henderson, taking over on an interim basis, and it didn't go well for the Bullies. But now they are in the college world series with a chance to play for a national championship and win the first national championship. Get this this will be the first national championship if they were able to win it in the history of the Mississippi State baseball program. A program that's very historic and proud and has uh, had a lot of great figures come through it and the MSU baseball program, the Diamond Dogs, have tons of fans. They easily put 10,000 fans into the baseball park there in Starkville on most weekends. They are rabid about their dogs, okay, And, and have been for a long time. But they've never won a national championship. They played for one a few years ago but fell in the championship finals. Well, they have a chance to do that, but this would also be Mississippi State University's first national championship in any sport. And let me throw something else out there if Mississippi State could be the team that won this year's College World Series, this would actually be the first national championship for any major university in the state of Mississippi. Think about that. First national championship that any team in any sport in the state of Mississippi has ever had. Now, Ole Miss fans, I know you're about to call in And our number, by the way, 803-816-1170. And you can call, you can tweet, you can email us, y'allshow at you I know you're about to have a conniption. Yes, Ole Miss claims to have won a few national championships, and they probably did, but at least according to the Associated Press and the AP poll, Ole Miss never won a national championship in football in 1959, 60, or 1962. They were undefeated in 1962. They, they're they the only team, I think, in college football in 62 that didn't lose or tie a game. But they didn't get the AP number one. I think it went to Minnesota. And, of course, Ole Miss and Mississippi State both have been pretty up and down, mostly down throughout modern college football. They both have been... Terrible in college basketball. Now, MSU did go to a Final Four. Ole Miss did make it to one Sweet 16 in college basketball. No national championship. Women's basketball. Ole Miss, you haven't come close to a national championship in women's basketball. Mississippi State, Lord help them, they've actually played for the last two women's national basketball championships and they've lost both in heartbreaking form. South Carolina in 2017. They lost to Notre Dame here in 2018. So a a tough go there for the women's team of Mississippi State. And Vic Schaefer, the head coach, done an amazing job coming over from Texas A&M, his alma mater. I don't know of any national championships in tennis, golf, bowling, uh, underwater weaving, basket weaving, uh, no schools. Southern Miss, I'm going to pick on you. You haven't won a national championship at least in the Division One level, I know you won a small college championship a long time ago, but at least in big college ball, you haven't done anything either in any of the major sports or, to my knowledge, any sport. And those are the only three Division One programs that play FBS football, at least. Uh, I don't think any of the smaller schools, of which the only FCF schools in Mississippi are historically black colleges, And I know they haven't won anything that I know of. So it's been pretty pretty bad in Mississippi for sports. Now, of course, Mississippi loves their sports. and They love their colleges. They just haven't won national championships. They have a chance once again in baseball with this Mississippi State baseball program. And kind of getting into the true love of the Diamond Dogs, We're going to play this clip now from a television station out in Omaha that caught up with Mississippi State superfan Terry Powell. He went up to Omaha to catch this College World Series, and the reporter Megan Stewart captured him in the area of the baseball stadium, TD Ameritrade Park, during a rain delay. They've had a lot of weather issues there in Nebraska this week, and so. She started out what was a a good interview with Terry Powell talking about Mississippi State and all that. And I just got to play this for you. And I'm going to stop it after he gets uh, part one out of the way. And then we'll play part two. Terry Powell now, Mississippi State super fan on the all show. we're
6: mississippi state fans we're so excited to be here in omaha at the college world series we look forward to this event every year even if we're not in it we love omaha we love the hospitality that they show us we make incredible sacrifices to come here in 2013 we traveled with about 25,000. this year we're going to have at least that when we come into the championship game which we fully expect to do
0: okay sounds like a normal interview right terry powell mississippi state fan there in omaha i'm not sure what town Powell is from, but he's got his maroon and white on. He's supporting the dogs. Good interview there. Typical stuff you'd find on KMTV in Omaha. But Here's where it gets interesting. Part two now from Terry Powell. i got to give this guy a lot of credit. We need to get him on the Y'all Show soon. Here, Take it away, Terry. The sacrifices that we personally made to be here are incredible. My wife's boyfriend
6: sold his prosthetic leg on Craigslist to afford me the opportunity to be here. But they get alone time and I get a chance to be in Omaha and my double wide trailer will turn into a single wide when I get home. But we got a fund me page that I get to go check at the local library on the line. So I get to go check that GoFundMe page and as soon as I get enough money to afford him a new leg at the end of next year, we're going to be right back.
0: <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, I don't care who you are, uh, Terry Powell. Wow, that is that's that's awesome. And and kudos to the reporter Megan Stewart from KMTV Television for letting the camera run and 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 putting us on the air. I mean, good. <laughs> it's supposed to be fun anyway, but for him to to just throw that in there, Terry Powell. God bless you. We all needed a good laugh here on a Friday. And good luck to Mississippi State. The The Cinderella team of the College World Series really doing a good job. And, of course, they can advance and play in the, in the finals that start Monday if they can take care of business today against Oregon State. And in the other game, again, Arkansas and Florida tonight on ESPN playing also for a chance to advance to the finals. Let's talk some college football. Vanderbilt is going to have defensive lineman Rutger Reitmeyer come be a part of their program as the NCAA has enabled the transfer from Oregon to start playing for the Commodores this fall. He is a Nashville native, and the NCAA says, Come on back to your hometown. He signed with Oregon and participated in the Ducks' 2017 spring practice, but he left Oregon after spring ball and sat out the 2017 season and didn't enroll at Vanderbilt until January and I think he played in Vanderbilt spring drills in 2018, but the middle Tennessee is coming back to Vanderbilt and he'll be contributing to Derek Mason's ball club in 2018. Mason actually said adding Rutger to our roster is huge. He adds depth athleticism and will be a key piece for us. I'm excited about what an impactful player he is. And it's great to add another quality player from Nashville. So the Commodores, getting a little extra help on the defensive front. Also from the college ranks, and this is a sad story coming from Bowling Green, Western Kentucky's men's golf coach was killed the other day bicycling. A statement from the school says, Philip Hatchett died Sunday morning after a vehicle struck the bicycle he was riding. He was 55 years old. Logan County Sheriff's Department said, that he was cycling with five others on US 68 when he was hit by a vehicle driven by 27 year old Robert Stokes, who told deputies the collision happened before he could get over into the left lane. Hatchett was named head coach of the Hilltoppers in 2010, and the school has had top five performances as a team in 2017 2018 and finished the season with their best conference tournament record round since 2008. Philip Hatchett, head coach of the Western Kentucky Men's Golf Program killed in a bicycling accident. It is a dangerous thing to be out there on a bicycle. I know it's very good from a health standpoint to ride bikes, but, boy, is it dangerous. I have had a friend of mine killed in his hometown in recent years, and he he was the symbol of fitness. He was a doctor, actually, and he he was bicycling in what should have been a safe street, and he was killed. So please, please... If you're a cyclist, do everything you can to stay healthy. And if you're a driver, please, pretty please, pay attention. And and know that these bicyclists can be out there, and it doesn't take hardly anything for them to be seriously injured or killed, as we saw here in the case of the Hilltoppers men's golf coach. Now, on the Y'all Show, we're going to, play a little sampling of some interviews we've done this week on the program in our premiere week. We had Jonathan Leifite of GoJackets.com stop by Wednesday as the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets look to improve in 2018 from what was a rather lackluster 2017 season. In fact, this is a program that had gone to a bowl game just about as much as any program until about two years ago, and they missed the bowl. They got back to it in 2017, but and beat Kentucky in the Tax Layer Bowl by the way, but 20 uh, in 2016 was the season they went to the Tax Slayer Bowl 2017 they did not go to a bowl they actually had a game against UCF get canceled because of the hurricane that came through Florida so they missed out on a bowl they didn't have enough wins and they've got to improve in 2018 and Jonathan Lifehi of GoJackets.com, a CBS sports digital website was our guest and we're going to have him now talk about the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets.
7: Every one of them comes back. Wow. Gargonte Benson at back, and then he'll be backed up by Jerry Howard. And then you've got Quay Searcy and Clinton Lynch, uh, probably be backed up by Nathan Cottrell. There's a couple others that'll probably see some time, Omari Jarrett. Um, and then uh, along the line, four out of the five return there, Kenny Cooper, Parker Braun. Um, there's a host at Will Bryan, and I'm, I'm blanking out on, on some of the others, but there's several. That'll be a deep. A pretty deep and experienced line, I believe, kind of going into this year. Probably one of the more uh, deeper lines that we've had. And then finally, at wide receiver, Brad Stewart returns. He's been a um, a contributor for three three years, so he'll he'll probably be the, the main guy this this fourth year. Um, and then the, the other departure uh, was Ricky June, who was the opposite wide receiver, was the go to guy at wide receiver for, for Marshall last year. So um, this is gonna this offense will return nine out of eleven. And uh, I think uh, if they can get a a good kind of relationship working with the, with the wide receivers like uh, like uh, Marshall had last year with Ricky June, I think they'll be a pretty darn good offense.
0: What is the over under on the jackets here in 2018?
7: Well, uh, ironically, let's let me go back here and take a look. they actually Vegas has it at six, and I would actually be inclined to go with the over on that one. I think that they can get past that I think. Uh, there's a couple teams like UVA at five. I don't know that they'll get there. They might. I think Virginia Tech, uh, given some of their losses, uh, and Georgia Tech's actually beaten them the last two years. So I think those are a couple teams there, uh, UNC being at home. So I think there's some opportunities for Tech to pick up some wins. But Tech does have a pretty darn uh, difficult schedule. Uh, first off, you know, in addition to their their coastal foes, they've also got Clemson from the other side. Um, and then they also have – uh, Georgia, which will be in Atlanta, and South Florida on the road. So it is not going to be an easy schedule for the Jackets this coming year. Uh, matter of fact, I'm consistently seeing them called out as having one of the, the tougher schedules uh, across the country this year. So six wins. I get why Vegas is there. I think they can probably eke out a seventh. I'm not sure if they can get past that.
0: Well, if you tuned in Thursday and could stand it, you heard Ryan Fowler of Tide 102.9. He hosts the game, the afternoon show there on Tide 102.9. And he stopped by to talk Alabama Crimson Tide and SEC sports with us here on the Y'all Show. And we're going to now go to a little sampling of that interview where he talked about Nick Saban's defending national championship Alabama Crimson Tide.
6: I, I go back to uh, a conversation here. W- when you look at Alabama, I know what it's all about Tua to Valoa. And Jalen Hurts I get that That's the big one But I go back to the conversation Does it really matter? Like I, I'm going to tell you Tuatonga Tua Valoa And I've been saying that For the last couple of uh, Well I mean The last 15 months I've said that Jalen Hurts was second best quarterback On this team And everybody saw that In the national championship game But We look at Tua Tonga Valoa For just a couple of minutes here and, and, and we think about what he's going to be able to do with this offense. But with this schedule, I don't know if it really matters. And I'm being serious with that. This schedule really sets up very favorable for Alabama. So I had Phil Steele on, which is a long-respected analyst and a guy that understands odds and all these different things. He told me that he thought Alabama would be a double-digit favorite at least – a double digit favorite in every one of their games going into, you know, the 2018 season. So we'll see if that
0: even against the mighty Citadel Bulldogs.
6: Well, you know, I know you've got some uh, bias there against those guys, but you know, I I don't expect too much (laughs) as we tune up for the Auburn Tigers there in November, but we'll respect those guys. Those are, Those guys have produced some pretty good leaders for our country, but I don't know how big they'll be able to lead against the Crimson Tide in Bryant-Nitty Stadium.
0: Well, that will be a game in the last – is is the Iron Bowl this year? Where is it? T-Town or It's here.
6: No, no, it's here. Okay. Yeah, it's here.
0: Ryan Fowler of 102.9 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He hosts the game on Tide 102.9 each and every afternoon, and we want to thank him for stopping by Thursday to tell us all about the Alabama Crimson Tide football team, which gets going Labor Day weekend. They'll be playing the Louisville Cardinals down in Orlando as part of a kickoff classic. We'll call a timeout on the program. When we come back, we're going to turn our attention to politics. Howie Morgan of the Election Impact Group was a guest of ours earlier this week, and we're going to have Mr. Morgan tell us a little bit about some of the political debates that have been going on and the political climate that we all are experiencing now getting ready for primary season and this November's big time uh, election between Republicans and Democrats. Will there be a blue wave or as Trump says, he expects a red wave. We'll talk politics with Howie coming up right after the break on the Y'all Show. Blue Star Medicaid appointment gets five star
4: reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation.
3: Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year.
5: I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders.
6: Amazing stuff. a bit on and the itch is gone.
4: Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back.
0: We're back on the Y'all Show with John Rawl as we discuss all things Southern with you each and every day during this, our premiere week of the Y'all Show. Howie Morgan, he's been a longtime friend of mine and a political pundit, a strategist. He's a guy that goes around the country all the time working on political campaigns and helping people do their best and get things done politically. Well, he stopped by earlier in the week on the Y'all Show during this first week to introduce himself and tell us what's going on politically across the Southeast with all of these primaries that we've seen and some still to come. I know some states like Tennessee won't have their governor's primaries and and all that going on until, I think, August. So other states in the South also with delayed starts to the primaries. But everybody gearing up for November. That's when it matters most. And the prediction that there will be a blue wave perhaps in the country, and the Republicans will lose their foot and their grasp on the Congress. Howie now will let him take over and tell us a little about about his take on what's going on in the South, politically speaking. In November, what's going to happen? Are the voters going to ask themselves the questions about the
8: economy? If so, the Republicans ought to do pretty well and keep both the House and Senate. If, however, the question they ask themselves is, do I like President Trump or not, well, that may turn the, the, the tide a different way and help the Democrats out. Yeah. So the question on the voters' minds, whatever happens in November or during the early voting period for a lot of these states, that's going to be the impact of the elections. He will
0: impact that. Either the economy is going to be the question, he wins, or if he's the question, he may lose. Howard, let me throw this out there, and I think you'll agree, but let me throw it out there. Who is Donald Trump's biggest enemy? Question mark. I would say Donald
8: Trump is his own worst
0: enemy. Ding, 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 ding. You win. Uh, yes, he's his own worst enemy. Even when he does good things, he gets on your nerves about bragging about it. And I it's, think, it's, I think it, the, you know, I, the, I, I am. I haven't been friends with a lot of people in
8: the White House. Uh, you know, Kellyanne Conway, I knew her back when she was Kellyanne Fitzpatrick. And Sarah Huckabee, I've, I've always been a fan of hers and worked with her uh, back when she worked for her dad in the presidential race. Mm-hmm. And 2008. and It is really hard to have a communication message and the president comes out and steps on your message every single day and every single tweet. Yeah, I remember during Infrastructure Week when they were supposed to talk about infrastructure to all the media. I think President Trump put out having how, how tweets that week. None of them were about infrastructure. They were all something about something else and usually denigrating the uh, the the fake news or the crooked media or whatever it is and just right. driving the communication shops bananas and even republicans who love president trump wish he would do one thing quit tweeting and he just won't do it um and he is unfortunately his own worst enemy and that is uh one of the reasons why his approval ratings have been a negative ever since he's been in office
0: and that was howie morgan of the election impact group our special guest earlier this week on the y'all show giving us the political report and we'll look forward to having politics and that to be a part of the y'all show every week and generally every day here on the program that's all about y'all news sports opinion food culture religion am i leaving anything out mm, probably <laughs> but we will try to have it all scattered smothered and covered for you here on the y'all show each and every day Well, that puts a bow on hour one of this Friday edition of the Y'all Show. When we come back, we'll kick off our final hour of our first week of the Y'all Show with our Friday free for y'all. David Lee Murphy is going to take it over for a few minutes with a couple of his songs. And we'll also have our hashtag hullabaloo in hour two. And we'll close it out with some talk about some professional baseball and what's going on on the PGA Tour this weekend. And uh, a song called From Dixie with Love will be our Friday afternoon closing song. And we will have that all in hour two of today's Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl. Hang on, y'all.
1: so I'll just say it. What is it, Linda? I think we should see other people.
9: Are you breaking up with me on a roller coaster?
1: Well, we do have a lot of fun. Maybe we should stay together. Ah!
3: An emotional roller coaster? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico.
1: I just need a little me time. Ah!
3: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: I love my family. But last week... Mm, Not so much. They blew through our shared data. Again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family. (laughs) For a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch.
2: Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line. Plus, get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save.
3: Offer ends 831.18. First lines $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. plus. Music at up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Three phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details.
10: What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine.
2: Visit StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: It's the Friday Free for Y'all on the Y'all Show. Take it away, David Lee Murphy. She couldn't keep from crying when she
9: told me goodbye. Lord, It was breaking her heart but she was breaking mine So for the sake of her feelings And the sake of my pride I told her not to worry about me So I'm sitting here Soaking up the neon lights Misery, looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming back Blues can't hang around With the two Fights jumping like it just Don't care if they're dancing Over here or fighting over Where the heck's my truck? So take my keys and lock them up tight. And let the good times flow. And I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light. The night's still young. And I'm on the road tonight. I'm looking for a party crack. Slamming them back. And laughing out loud with the smoke so thick blues can't hang around With the two jukebox a- jumping like they just don't care If they're dancing over here I'm fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd a Party
0: crowd slamming them back and laughing
9: out loud with smoke so thick. When blues came hanging around,
0: everybody help us out. then. y'all yeah. with the
9: two box jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here. i fighting over there. I'm making the rounds looking for a party crowd. Yes, it's yeah, us for. For the back, and laughing lie,
0: where the, so big, the, blues With the bars, like just don't care if dancing all the right david lee I murphy and that was uh the song that got him going in the 1990s party crowd and now the song that he followed that up with, it was the song that went to number one. Just on the bottom. Oh yeah, Friday Free for All, y'all. It's Friday.
9: Trio Williams lived down a dirt road. He made homemade wine like nobody I know. I got one Friday night and said, can you help me, Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me and I, I want to trade her right. He said, I got what you need, son, as we sat down in the cellar. He reached through the cobweb as he turned on the light. He said, there might be a little dust on the bottom, but don't let it fool you about what's inside. A little dust on the bottle It's one of those things It gets sweeter with time You were sitting in the porch swing As I pulled up the driveway My heart was racing as you climbed inside You stayed over there close as we Drove down to the lake road Watched the sun fade in that big red sky I reached under the front seat and said, now here's something special. It's just been waiting for a night like tonight. There might be a little dust on the bottom, but don't let it fool you about what's inside. There might be a little dust on the bottom, but it's one of those things that gets sweeter. After all these years, there's one thing i find: found. Some say good luck, Well, it's like a fine wine. It keeps getting better as the days go by. On the but it's one of those things that gets sweeter with time. might be
0: a little dust on the but don't let David Lee off. Murphy dust on, bottle. dust on the bottle it is Friday in the south and we are so glad that you tuned us in in this premiere week of the y'all show and David Lee Murphy's I'm gonna call it the Mantage of songs will be our Friday afternoon theme and on the y'all show each and every Friday together, get you in the mood for the weekend. And we heard first party crowd followed by dust on the bottle. And on that party crowd song, I was joined by my son, Knowlton, who's with me this week visiting from Mississippi, and he's a little eight-year-old bundle of joy. And uh, he, we, we're, I'm going to try to get him on before we get out of here this hour with some sports talk. He loves sports. But anyway, I wanted to tell him and you, the listening audience, that that song, the way I was singing along, is a tribute to the afternoon show of WSIX in Nashville back in the 90s. When they would play that song, Party Crowd, they would have their traffic reporter, and I should know his name, but it slipped me, and they may still do this on the Big 98, but they would always play Dust on the Bottle on Friday afternoons when I was living there in the 1990s. And it was so much of a tradition on Fridays to play that song, Party Crowd, and have the whole crew of the afternoon show sing along. So much fun, and I'm hoping to mimic that. So I'm giving them credit. What a, a good inspiration for me 20 years later to have this y'all show and do my best take of the fun that they offered back 20 years ago on their afternoon show on Fridays. Well, David Lee Murphy, as we said, I'm having this. Mantage of songs of murphy and 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 i have to admit i love his music i like him kind of a kind of a different guy a singer songwriter been in nashville a long time lives uh, at, at the time at least 20 years ago when i would actually talk to him when he was making hits he was living out in uh, i think it was in um the dixon area or ashland city somewhere in that area of nashville and uh, just kind of get going. He actually is a Yankee, believe it or not. He is from Southern Illinois. Now, if you know anything about Illinois, Illinois, Southern Illinois is about as Southern as it gets, and so it's kind of an honorable mention, Southern part of uh, Illinois, Southern, an honorable mention part of our region, but Southern Illinois is where David Lee Murphy is from, and we haven't heard much from this singer-songwriter in a long time, and lo and behold, this week, David Lee Murphy, he's got a song out with Kenny Chesney called All Right, and it is number one in Billboard. And it is going to be uh, something that hopefully reignites his career. I mean, how many guys who have been away from the charts for so long find a way back on it at number one? Well, David Lee Murphy has done just that this week. He's at number one right now with All Right, and we're playing it for you here on the Y'all Show.
9: She rattled the ass in my plastic cup I said, yes, ma'am, fill her up Tell me something good that I don't know Cause this world's been kicking my behind Life ain't been a friend of mine Lately I've been feeling kind of low And she looked back over her shoulder Pointed at the sign hanging up on the wall say everything's gonna be alright Everything's gonna be alright And nobody's gotta worry about nothing Don't go hitting that pen
11: That's for sure Dropped a few butts in the mason jar Felt those good old neon vibes on me And whatever monkey that was on my back He jumped off just like that Right into the deep blue sea And I look back over her shoulder Thinking about the sun hanging up on the wall Let's sit. everything's going to be all right, everything's going to be all right, nobody's got to worry about nothing, don't go.
9: Everything's gonna be alright Everything's gonna be
0: Dust on the Bottle topped the charts at number one. David Lee Murphy back on the top as number one song in the country, All Right, a duet with Kenny Chesney. What an awesome song. Everything's going to be all right as he did that with East Tennessee and Kenny Chesney. Congratulations. And a feel-good story on a Friday afternoon. Coming back, So that completes our David Lee Murphy three-pack, our montage of DLM songs on a Friday, and we look forward to having this montage, our three-pack of DLM, each and every Friday on the Y'all Show. Well, if you can handle it, we'll take a time out on the program. Coming right back with you, we're going to have hashtag Hullabaloo, and I'll talk about how I got an email from Donald Trump on Thursday. So, yes, the White House has the Y'all address. You should, too. Y'allshow at y'all.com. We'll be right back on the Y'all Show with John Rawl.
1: I love my family. But last week, mm, not so much. They blew through our shared data again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family. for a great price so now i love them all again we just needed a switch
2: switch to boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just hundred dollars a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line plus get up to three free phones all on a super reliable super fast nationwide network boost makes it easy to switch switching makes it easy to save
3: Offer NZ 3118. First lines $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. Plus. Music at up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Three phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions supply. See dealer for details.
4: Blue Star Medicated Ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation.
0: The Y'all Show on a Friday. Good Friday afternoon to you. I'm John Rawl, and we're talking all things Southern on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And we're having a good time here as we wrap up the premiere week of The Y'all Show. And we want to remind you if you've enjoyed listening to the program and you maybe want to share it with others, well, every edition of The Y'all Show is available in podcast form, the easiest way. To get our show and listen to it for yourself, or to share it with others, no matter where they live, is to go into iTunes, or if you have a smartphone or an iPad, you can go into the podcast app that Apple offers and search for Y'all Show, and it's right there, and it's absolutely free. You can download it in the blink of an eye and listen to every one of our Y'all Shows that we've done, which today marks the fifth show, so you haven't missed much. But it also allows you to skip forward. You can actually play the show faster than normal, so you can knock out the show relatively easy if you've got some chores to do or you're going down the road and you want to hear the y'all show. Well, no better way to do that, Well, of course, then listen to it on your local radio affiliate. That's what we prefer you do. But if you happen to miss a section, if somebody interrupts you and you want to go back and hear a show or want to go back and uh, – and tell you all your friends about the y'all show because we're all Southern all the time over here on the y'all show. Go into the iTunes store or go to the podcast app, and you can find the show and it's a real simple thing, really, really neat to be able to share y'all with all y'all. Well, before we get into hashtag hullabaloo right now, I'm going to tell you about an email that I received on Thursday afternoon. Now, how many times have you received an email? with the from in your email inbox saying the White House. Well, I got that email and thought, well, perhaps it was just spam. Uh, maybe it was junk. Who knows? But I, it was a, a an email from Donald Trump, and it was a, a signed letter from Donald Trump. Now, I'll tell you why I got it here first. I love our military, just like President Trump, and I'm sure you do too. Okay? So we we've established that. But – I love our veterans, and I love the fact that we live in a country of so many freedoms that we should cherish our veterans. Well, I think it's safe to say that our Vietnam veterans have never truly been given the kind of appreciation that they deserve. They were spit on, cursed at when they returned from Southeast Asia in the 60s and early 70s. And it's just a, a terrible chapter in our history, especially in my opinion, as a guy born in 1971, really after the heat of Vietnam was uh, over, or subsiding at least, I can say this because I'm I'm from a whole different generation. I wasn't there. However, I do know that you know what's right and you know what's wrong. Well, a lot of things changed in 50 years. A lot of feelings have changed. And people that were one way may feel differently in 2018. And so... You may remember President Trump has this notion that he wants to mimic France and put on a military parade in Washington, D.C., and that would cause some headaches, especially for the traffic department in D.C. They would have to make a bunch of adjustments because they're not used to having machinery like tanks roll through the streets of Pennsylvania Avenue and such. So President Trump has this notion that he wants to put on a military parade. Well, the best thing, in my opinion, and I emailed my congressman a few weeks ago, and I emailed the White House, President Trump, about an idea that I had. Tell me if you think it's a good idea. Maybe it's terrible, but, but I think it's a darn good idea. And I don't even want the credit. I want the president to get the credit for this because he's the one that's got everybody thinking out of the box anyway. My idea is this is 2018. It's the 50th anniversary of the height of the war in Vietnam 1968 Tet Offensive it was the year that I think more troops were in Vietnam than any other year during the conflict it's kind of the turning point of the war 1968 so you had a lot of you out there in the war if you're listening to us many of you may have been in Vietnam serving you had people on the home front but it, it was the year okay And so my thought was, since so many people were serving and then you had people that were against the war even in 1968 with all the protesting stuff, why not have on Veterans Day weekend in November a tribute to Vietnam in Washington, D.C.? Invite as many veterans that can make it back to Washington, to Washington if they've never been. And let's have a parade of Vietnam veterans. You know, these these guys, and they almost all were guys. I know there were some women that served, but mostly all guys. They didn't receive a proper welcome upon coming home. How cool would it be that these gentlemen in their 60s, 70s, and 80s mostly get to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue? and, And equally important, that their family gets to go to D.C. with them and witness it and this chapter of their life that was so dark for so long they can in their final years the sunset of their life put this behind them put it behind our country and when i mean that a lot of tension from vietnam veterans through the years of people who didn't serve that went to canada that legally got out of serving like donald trump donald trump avoided the draft perfectly legal My own father didn't serve in Vietnam. He found ways to get out of it. He was a little older, but if you didn't serve, that's okay, too. The whole point of this so-called parade that I'm proposing, and President Trump can do it and get the credit for it, is to say, hey, it's been 50 years. No matter what you did, whether you served or you legally got out of it, you went to Canada. If you're Jane Fonda and opposed the war, it doesn't matter. We're all together now, and let's honor our veterans that did go But if we can get along with North Korea now, and we can get along with Vietnam, we have U.S. military personnel serving in Vietnam. We recently had a large Navy vessel make port in the country of Vietnam. So things have changed. And it's for the betterment of the world that that things have changed. And I I just think it would be awesome if, if, if you're a Vietnam veteran, for your country to say we love you. You come here to D.C., you bring your family, and we'll all just get together and celebrate you. We don't need big, massive tanks rolling through the streets of Washington, D.C. We want you and your fellow soldiers, sailors, and airmen that served in Vietnam to come here and let us pay tribute to you. And if Trump can pull that off, I think it would be awesome. And if he wants to pat me on the back, that'll be fine too. But I just think it's a good idea. So anyway, I emailed the, the White House, and I got this email reply back Thursday that I don't think it's, it's that great, but at least I got something. And here it goes. I'll put this on Twitter. It's on official stationery from the White House. Thank you for your thoughtful suggestions on how to address important issues facing our nation. I am honored to work on behalf of all Americans to grow our economy protect our citizens, and strengthen American leadership around the world. When America is united, there is no challenge too great. Together we will prosper and we will get the job done. Thank you again for your suggestions. Sincerely, Donald Trump. I guess it's his signature. I've seen his signature before and it's very bizarre. This is an electronic email. I realize that this isn't really directed to my suggestion. I did get something back, but I think they could do a little bit better. I think it's a darn good idea that somebody should. I don't care how it gets there. I think it should be done. But I actually emailed my congressman also the same day I sent this thing originally to the White House, and I got a worse reply from the congressman. I mean, it was it, it had his response, which was automated, had nothing to do with what my suggestion was. So, if if you're gonna if you're gonna contact your elected representatives, and go to the effort of doing it, even in email form at least tease us, the constituents, that you at least paid five seconds worth of attention to it, okay? But again, I know the president is on a different level than a congressman or senator, but I did get something back. So, hey, maybe maybe there's a chance. But anyway, interesting that that was in the inbox on Thursday afternoon when I checked it. Now, moving along to what I call the hashtag hullabaloo some social media activity out there on the southern twitter sphere i got this that i wanted to share from drew marine drew marine is a new reporter in lake charles louisiana at kplc and she tweets today i tried catfish for the first time and saw a dead armadillo on the side of the road am i a southerner now question mark and i think drew is a recent graduate of arizona state and is an Arizona native, Drew, at Drew Marine KPLC, by the way, is the Twitter account. Welcome to the South. Catfish is a staple. Armadillos are not. I didn't see my first armadillo until the late 90s in Mississippi. I was visiting the Magnolia State. That's the first time I'd ever seen one. I grew up South Carolina, had been in Nashville, been in Alabama, never saw an armadillo until I was in Pontotoc, Mississippi in 1998. And now I think they're covering the whole south to some degree. I'd rather see armadillos than coyotes, which also weren't in the southeast, all states of the southeast during my childhood. Fire ants were another invader from somewhere out in Texas or Mexico. Some other items have come across the border like that that are not welcome. But, yes, armadillos are are here in the south. I guess they must not have them in Arizona if you – Saw a dead armadillo in Lake Charles. Catfish. I got to tell you the story. My son is not a catfish connoisseur. I had to twist his arm to eat catfish. We actually catfished. We actually did this Thursday afternoon at lunch. We went to a catfish place, and I said, "You've got to have catfish. You live in Mississippi. You're you're that's like that's like drinking water in Mississippi is being a catfish connoisseur." So we went to a catfish place. And we had cabbage. He ate it. He loved the hush puppies more, as understandable he would. But I got to tell you about the waitress that was in there. She was not our waitress. She was uh, waiting a few tables near us. I had never heard this from anyone in public. And it first caught me off guard because I thought she must know the customer. But she was very Southern to her credit. And and I think she was very genuine, but the waitress at this catfish restaurant, she goes, "I'm so proud of you," and she said that to the the couple behind us. And I'm like, okay, well, she must be friends with them. But well, yeah, I don't like to eavesdrop, but you can't help it if it's a small restaurant like this was. Well, something came out just a few seconds later where it was obvious she really didn't know these people. Okay. That's just something she said. And then I heard her say it again to another table a couple minutes later. I'm so proud of you. Sounds like Minnie Pearl. I'm so proud of you. And, uh, And then she told another table, I'm just so excited you came here today. So I don't think it was complete flattery she was after. She just is a nice person. But it got me thinking that pride and being proud is something we probably should tell people more often i'm proud of our friendship i'm proud of my child i'm proud of whatever so waitress at catfish restaurant thank you for being a small inspiration for me thursday as i dined on the catfish and what a great catfish restaurant in addition to catfish something you got to eat on your way out was they had soft serve ice cream that you could go and pour in a bowl and they even had chocolate syrup that you could add to it warm chocolate syrup Or, for our northern friends, warm chocolate syrup. Delicious. And my son really liked that part, Mr. Knowlton. He loved it. So, thank you for that memory. Here's a tweet from Haley May. It's been a long day. Time for some southern fried chicken with mashed potatoes and a biscuit. Hashtag thirsty Thursday. Hashtag eat local. And she had a picture of that great looking fried chicken and mashed potatoes and just like catfish, I actually prefer chicken more. But the uh, mashed potatoes look delicious, and I love that combo. And uh looks good. Envious, Haley May. Please save me some of that yard bird if you don't mind. At Lil Amanda 16 Amanda Williams says, Not sure why I do my hair anymore. All about that frizz now. Hashtag southern. Thank goodness I have hair. Thank goodness, my hair still is its normal color and not totally gray. I do my best to pluck out the grays when I when I see them, but uh, I'm a guy, and a guy can get away with having a relatively short haircut, even if you have hair. I don't know how women do it. Okay, I don't know women how women with long hair do it. Hair is a, a nuisance, and so little man to sixteen all about that frizz, more power to you, whatever it takes. I, 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 I'm i glad I'm a guy, but at least in terms of hair, I think even women would agree that men have it better because we can put a ball cap on and everything's perfectly fine. There's no telling how many decades that you'll end up saving as a guy versus a girl, decades of time for not having to worry about your hair and the money too. Do you know how much a... Really nice beauty parlor cost for a woman to go to. I used to pay it for one of my exes, and it was nearly $200 a visit. And I pay about 15 for my barbershop. <laughs> quite a difference, quite a difference. So we, we feel sorry for you ladies out there. But uh, when you do have that hair, and it's pretty, we sure love it. So thank you. Chuck's BBQ in Opelika, Alabama, at BBQ Chuck's. Come in today to see some friendly faces, hashtag Southern. And we love our barbecue, and we love Chuck's Barbecue in Opelika just outside of Auburn. And get in there fast. If, if I don't know what Chuck's policy is, but a lot of barbecue restaurants in the South close up after July 4th. July 4th is a major barbecue date. I think it's the quintessential barbecue date for many as more customers come in for barbecue on the 4th of July than any other day of the year. And because they worked their fannies off, well, come July 5th, they're shutting the door and they're going to go on a little bit of a break. I know that's pretty standard in the biz. So Chuck's Barbecue, if you want to get in there and try some of their Q and see some friendly faces, get on down to Opelika or over to Opelika or up to Opelika, wherever you may be, for some good Q. And Q sounds good. If I had Catfish Thursday, barbecue on Friday is a perfect combo. I think I'm going to have to take to um, I think, I, me thinks that, that needs to happen. Travel Taz Tilly on Twitter. Southern style mixed greens loaded with tender chunks of smoked neck bones, crispy pieces of bacon, <laughs> diced yellow onions, minced garlic, and savory herbs and spices come together to make this flavorful southern side dish. Hungry yet? So go to com and you can see this incredible picture. It looks like collard greens inside this combination. They didn't get too specific, but it is a uh, beautiful dish that I think I'm going to have to try when I have some time to kill. It looks good. Catfish, collard greens, barbecue, we're doing it all here on the Y'all Show. And finally, from World Cup, and that's W H I R L C C World Cup. I don't know how you pronounce this thing. It's Chuchuk Zero. Hashtag Y'all. Hashtag Y'all told me that Germany gonna win it all. L-M-A-O. I'm not keeping up with the World Cup. Evidently, Deutschland, a.k.a. Germany, has fallen in the World Cup and they won't be going. The United States didn't even get to the World Cup over in Russia, so who are we to pick on Germany? But uh, Germany is the defending champ of the World Cup, I think. I am no soccer expert. I don't want to be a soccer expert. But (laughs) it is quite funny that Chuck Zero used the word y'all talking about the World Cup. Maybe the only tweet in the world that combines soccer and y'all. Well, sports is going to be going on this weekend besides soccer, and we'll tell you all about it in our final segment of the week. Coming up next, we'll let you know how the Braves are doing and where they'll be this weekend as they're going to have some interleague action against the O's, and we'll give you a quick look at the weekend in terms of movies. There's a brand-new release that a lot of folks are going to make their way to their local theater to see. It's the final segment of the Y'all Show coming up next.
2: recent Irvys here, the world's first and only frozen yogurt and ice cream dispensing robot franchise. Today, we're talking with Peter Shapiro, one of our 235 national franchisees. What drew you to starting a recent Irvys franchise? You know, I immediately
3: saw the potential behind the technology. Interactive touchscreen ordering, customized flavor combinations, robotic delivery, music and animation. What excites you about the potential of your recent Irvys franchise? It's the support and value we see from recent Irvies, from marketing, training, securing high traffic locations such as malls and universities to logistic support. They've just made it easy.
2: Would you recommend a recent Irvies franchise to others? Absolutely.
3: Look, I now own a business that drives revenue 24-7 with no employees or additional
2: labor. Would I recommend one? I already have. Interested in a recent Irvy's franchise of your own? Simply go to FroyoFranchising.com and enter promo code 3636 to learn more. That's FroyoFranchising.com, promo code 3636. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to Geico. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join
11: a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty
3: sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
0: And this is the final segment of a premiere week of Y'all, the show all about y'all. John Rawl, 803-816-1170 is the number to call or text us here on the program. 803-816-1170 on this show. Talking all things Southern all the time. We've talked food. We've talked music. We've talked politics. We've talked, uh, I think we even talked religion at some point this week. Uh, We're going to do this each and every day, each and every week, and we're glad that you have been a part of our show early on. And as we round out the week with this final segment of the program, we're going to take a look at some sports going on this weekend and what's happened to get you ready for the weekend. In the NFL, down in Florida with the Tampa Bay Bucs, Jameis Winston, according to the NFL, they plan to suspend the Bucs quarterback for three games. Mr. Crab Legs himself. Former FSU Heisman Trophy winner in some hot water with the Tampa Bay Bucks in the NFL. In terms of football, non NFL football, Mike Riley, you know, the former Oregon State coach and a former quarterback at the University of Alabama, he is to coach the San Antonio franchise of the brand new Alliance of American Football. Riley was most recently at Nebraska, didn't do too well there and is going to be moving over to the professional ranks. Now, this is a brand-new league that's going to get started in February of 2019, and I had not really heard of it until Steve Spurrier, during the South Carolina Gamecocks spring game, was wearing an Alliance hat and announced that he would be coaching the Orlando team that is in this brand-new league that's going to start up in 2019. San Antonio is the eighth and final city for the Alliance's inaugural season. Other cities, many of which are in the south, include Orlando, Atlanta, Memphis, Salt Lake, Phoenix, San Diego, and they'll be playing at Legion Field in Birmingham. And these games have a a contract with CBS, so they've got some national attention coming to you, and it should be something interesting. I, I think the USFL was a hit early on, and even the XFL that first year was pretty cool early on. Will this spring league survive? I, why not? Football such a big deal, and we see other sports having life beyond what football has for four months. There's no reason we can't watch some football in March, April, May. I'm looking forward to it, especially now that legalized betting is going to be happening. There's a vested interest in seeing football go on beyond just the fall. Major League Baseball coming up this weekend. As we told you, Atlanta – is hosting the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles the Orioles are the worst team in Major League Baseball. I don't know what's going on there in Maryland with the O's, but they'll be traveling to Atlanta. Atlanta still leads the National League East, and they've got a series with the Orioles Interleague Series going on this weekend. Other Southern teams in action this weekend. The Nats are hosting the Philadelphia Phillies in an NL East clash in other southern team related contest the reds who are beloved in many parts of the south they're hosting the chicago cubs who are loved all over you also have the tampa bay rays they're going to be hosting the new york yankees st louis is traveling to milwaukee for a series this weekend the rangers are at minnesota kansas city's at the oh so good houston astros Miami, the Marlins are traveling out to the Rockies to take on Colorado. And that is a look at your Southern Major League Baseball connections. And you'll be able to tune in and see that. And if you're not tuning in to see that, then check out golf. The Travelers Championship taking place in Cromwell, Connecticut this weekend after last weekend's U.S. Open, where Mr. Kepka was able to hold off contestants like Dustin Johnson to capture his second consecutive U S open travelers championships, a nice deal up there in Connecticut It's a pretty course. And we're seeing some Southerners like Brian Harmon amongst the leaders of the leaderboard and Bryson D. Shambo. I love this guy, former SMU golfer, former champion, amateur champion. He's doing quite well there in Connecticut in this tournament. And if you don't know D. Shambo, then check him out. He's the only guy that wears the Payne Stewart attire on the golf course. He and Ollie Schneiderhands stand out. Schneiderhands, a Georgia Tech alum that's on the PGA Tour. I don't know if he's going to be able to make the cut this weekend, but Schneiderhands stands out because he doesn't wear a hat. You would think out of 160 golfers that are on a PGA Tour tournament that uh, more than one person would be hatless. And I understand why people wear hats. Cancer, skin cancer, it's awful. You can get that by playing golf, of course. Schneiderhands doesn't wear a cap. He's got pretty hair. I guess he wants to show that off. But he is uh, probably not going to make the cut. Don't know what his final round is going to be in Connecticut. But the Travelers Championship going on this weekend, check it out. Good weather expected in Connecticut. And as we wrap up this week's show, we want to tell you about some movies coming out. The big movie premiering this weekend is Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. It's been three years since theme park and luxury resort Jurassic World was destroyed by dinosaurs out of containment. And uh, this is a thriller that you should check out. I think it's going to have a large contingent of moviegoers who will be checking the theater close to them out. Stars Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. That is Ron Howard's redheaded daughter. And that is the big movie coming this weekend. PG-13 is the rating for that movie. Other movies that are still in theaters and getting some good reviews to consider. The Catcher was a spy. Tag is a movie out there. The Incredibles 2. Gotti with John Travolta, I think, in the lead of that movie. And then you also have a pretty cool movie called Overboard and oceans eight i was intrigued by this one this is the prequel i guess you'll call it to the oceans 11 with the george clooney and brad pitt fame movie and this is an all-female cast in oceans eight it debuted back earlier in the month and it stars sandra bullock kate blanchett anne hathaway rihanna and more oceans eight i don't think this is a chick flick, even though it's all females in the lead roles, but something different. I love Ocean's Eleven. It's the, that's the kind of movie, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, that just like you probably, even if I've seen it ten times, it's still fun to watch. And it comes on cable television all the time, edited, but it's still a, a fun movie and a well-done movie with those A-listers that did that back in... Uh, 10, 15 years ago, I guess now. Well, that is the end of y'all for week one. It has been an absolute pleasure to be on with you and talk all things Southern. And I got my son, Knowlton, that's going to come over here real quick and help me close out this week's show as we've had a a ball doing the y'all show. And we're going to do something each and every Friday on the y'all show called From Dixie with Love. This is a beautiful song. That I think you'll grow to love, and it combines my favorite song in the whole world, Dixie, with another song, and it's a beautiful, combo, beautiful combination. And we hope you enjoy it here. And Knowlton, why don't you, why don't you do a little Dixie for us right now? Oh, I wish I was the old times. All right. Everybody, have a great weekend. We can't thank you enough for being a part of our show, and we will see you back here Monday for a whole new week and a whole new round of y'all shows. I'm John Rawls. Thank y'all.
1: Are you breaking up with me on a roller coaster? Well, we do have a lot of fun. Maybe we should stay together.
3: An emotional roller coaster? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico.
1: I just need a little me time.
3: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: I love my family. But last week, mm, not so much. They blew through our shared data. Again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family. (laughs) For a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch.
2: Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month, and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line, plus get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save.
3: Offer ends E3118. First line's $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. plus. Music at up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Three phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions supply. See dealer for details.
10: What do you hear?